0: Welcome everybody, my name is Gary, in case you don't know me, and uh, we are happy to have you here today, 11 days till Thanksgiving, is everybody ready to go? Boy, there's such enthusiasm in the room, you can hear it. We have uh, been talking, and we started a series last week entitled Simply Grateful for the month of November, motivated by the fact that Thanksgiving falls within this month. And uh, as I expressed last week, this is a huge, huge eye opener for me. And um, what do I want to say here? Just growth area, growth opportunity for me, growth area where I look and I realize that wow, I'm not known for being a grateful person. And I knew that before, but in all honesty, as we looked at last week, being grateful is a pretty big deal. And I'm going to be talking more about that in just a second here, but. There's more to it than simply just, you know, hey, that's something somebody is and something somebody is not. But it is a significant part of our worship to God. And last week I talked about uh, recognizing and acknowledging, I'm going to refer to them as the big things with God, the things that are they're there. I mentioned four things. We talked about recognizing and acknowledging God as creator, recognizing and acknowledging his revelation of us through his word and the way that it has survived through thousands of years and through many different authors, and has yet has one consistent story that that is the, all through it and then we also talked about being recognizing and acknowledging our salvation and eternity and eternity is is, is one that guys i 'm going to be talking about a lot because it is very significant we tend to be focused on our life you know and our life is in, in, in eternity is about this long <laughs> you know And eternity is everything else you know it goes on forever and ever and we have to m- make decisions based upon eternity not upon what's going on with me right now and what I want and how I feel and it is just amazing that God has revealed to us That number one, eternity exists, and number two, that he has promised us an eternal life. You know, anytime you look at how bad the world is, all right, you need to acknowledge eternity, because this world is broken, and God has promised eternity in a world made perfect, okay? Sin, disease, death are all gone. And guys, it's just amazing. So last week we talked about those things. Today what I want to talk about is becoming a grateful person. You know, it's like, okay, great, I, I see those things. But let's get a little more practical, let's get down to earth. You see, guys, this is kind of our theme passage here in First Thessalonians five, sixteen through 18. It says, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks in all circumstances. Now, I'm going to be talking in the next two weeks specifically about having gratitude for difficult times. Okay, because that's the big one, isn't it? When you talk about all circumstances. But it's saying everything, all circumstances. And it says, this is the will of God for my life. And I've said this before, I'll, I'll keep saying it, that, you know, how many times we get the question. As a leader or, or as a minister that says, "How do I know what the will of God is?" Well, let's start with what he tells us plainly, and very plainly here, he says, "We need to be grateful and to have gratitude and to give thanks in every circumstance we find ourselves." How you doing? Okay, how, how you measure up there. I didn't put a scale on your, on your notes, but I'm going to guess every one of us can acknowledge there's some circumstances that we don't want to give thanks for. Okay, we just had the election. I don't need a show of hands. I am thankful that there is peace. Because you could see it. Either side dominated on Tuesday. If, if either side had dominated on Tuesday, there would be chaos. There would be upheaval in our world. And God has told us to pray for our leaders and our government officials so that we may live peaceful and quiet lives. And guys, there's a reason to to be happy with what happened on Tuesday, no matter which side you're on. But guys, all all circumstances. Look at this passage in Psalms 100. You're probably familiar with this if you've been around the Bible or been around uh, following Jesus very long. But this is what David wrote. He says, Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name for the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues Through all generations. Guys, I don't know if you caught that or not, but what I want to just mention very briefly here is that gratefulness opens the door to God's presence. I can't tell you how many times I've heard and I've said, I don't feel close to God. You ever felt that way? Gratitude opens the door to God's presence. I don't know what you think, but that's kind of significant. I want to be in God's presence. You know, I think if gratitude could talk, it might, might. Quote Will Ferrell from one of his movies where he says, I'm kind of a big deal. In fact, I think he might actually say, Actually, I'm a huge deal. If you desire to be close to God, To feel close to God, to have a greater understanding of God, gratitude is the door that opens that up. That's what it does. You see, guys, in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 12, it says that because of what Christ Jesus did, we can go into the presence of God boldly and with confidence, assured of his glad welcome. As we're going to see here in a minute, that's not the ungrateful that go that way. It's the grateful. My expression of gratitude is what leads me into the presence of God. Now guys, one of the big things that, that has been opened my eyes through this, through this preparation for this is also the significance of ungratefulness. Okay, because I kind of look at it as like, okay, grateful is this character trait? You know, some people are naturally grateful, some people are not. Some people have to decide to be. If you don't see yourself as a grateful person, it's kind of, you know, you you just it's a growth area. You maybe need to give it some attention. Okay, but I, I never looked at what the Bible had to say about being specifically about being ungrateful. And guys, let's look at this here in Luke chapter six. Verse 35, Jesus is teaching here and he's teaching about how we should treat our enemies. And he says, but love your enemies, do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the most high because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Did you catch that? Jesus is talking about how we're supposed to treat our enemies and He's telling us, He's comparing us and saying, look, look at how God treats people who are in opposition to Him. And He describes them as wicked and ungrateful. Ouch. You see guys, ungratefulness isn't just a growth area for me. Ungratefulness puts me in opposition to God. That's that's, that's a big deal too. That's a huge deal for me to wear the name of Jesus and to say I'm a follower of His and yet to have one area of my life where I am in opposition to God. Now I'm thankful that it says He's kind to me. But guys, when you look at gratefulness and ungratefulness, gratefulness is the way we want to be. Ungratefulness is not desired in any way, shape, or form. It's in complete opposition. Now there's good news for other ungrateful people like myself, okay? And we find this in in Romans chapter 12, and verse 2. Favorite passage for me says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You see, God desires to transform me into a different person, and specifically a grateful person. Okay? And that's one of the wonderful things. And You, you can look at any area, side note. Is, guys, if you're interested in following Jesus, or you, you want to know what are the benefits of following Jesus, he could change you into somebody different. Now, it's who he wants, not who you want. Okay? Unless you want what he wants. But transformation is what Jesus is all about. See, it's God's will that I become a different person, that you become a different person, and specifically a grateful person. So ask the question, what's my part in this transformation process? Because God does not simply zap you. It's not like I can just say, "Okay, God, transform me and I walk out today and I'm totally different, I'm grateful." Okay? If that happens to you, praise God. It's not the norm. All right? That happens sometimes. But more normally people have to work with God. And so we want to ask that today. We want to talk about what is my part in this transformation process? of going from being an ungrateful person to being a grateful person. First off, is I confess my ungratefulness. I acknowledge where I am at. And I acknowledge that where I am is in opposition to God. Look at what James has to say. He says, who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. You see, guys, as an ungrateful person, I tend to be able to justify my ungratefulness. Is that not fair? Is that what we do? Okay, I've been self-employed for nearly 30 years. And in that time, I have had Many employees. And it is so easy to focus on what the employees do wrong. It is so easy to focus on that. And you come up with justification. You know, if I compliment them when they do well, they won't pay attention to the things they're not doing well. They'll think they're doing Good on everything, and so I'm going to wait till they improve in this weakness before I really build them up. You see, I'm justifying, and that's the same way with gratefulness. Sometimes we look at it and we we justify it, and we don't look at it for what it is. And so, guys, right off the bat, we we need to rec- if I'm, if you're ungrateful, don't deny it, rationalize it, excuse it, or justify it. Understand that God forgives. You know, the verse we just looked at in in Luke chapter 6 that says He's kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. You see, that's the wonderful thing about what Jesus did on the cross is that I can continue to make mistakes and be forgiven. And at the right time, when I finally get woke up, I repent. And that makes it easy to confess, knowing that I'm forgiven. That I don't have to be covered with guilt. I don't have to be covered with shame. But that I can confess, I can acknowledge where I am, and I can move on. You see, guys, acknowledging my ungratefulness will give God a chance to display His patience and power and faithfulness to me. Second thing. Second part, in the transformation process, is I ask God to change me. I ask God to change me. See guys, sometimes, you know, there's there's a prayer, you've probably heard this, you know, be careful if you want to ask God for patience. Why all the chuckling? Because, no, no, he'll let you develop it. (laughs) He'll give you opportunity to exercise patience. He doesn't just give you the ability to be patient no matter what comes up. He gives you opportunity to grow, to choose to be patient. And guys, it's the same way when it comes to being a grateful person. You need to want it. You need to be serious about it. All right? This is what it says in John chapter 14. This is Jesus and some of his his final dialogue, so to speak, or long dialogue to his disciples. And he says, I will not, I will, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask for anything in my name, and I will do it. We've talked about this before that in my name is not a formula but it really means by His authority. It means what He would want, what He would agree to. You ask, you align your will with His, and you're going to get it. Okay? I guarantee you, this is the type of prayer when you ask God to help you to be a more grateful person, I promise you that He will answer that prayer. He will do His part to help you become a more grateful person. You see, guys, that's what Jesus is promising here. We align our will with His, and He'll give it to us. Is it my will that I'd be a grateful person? I have absolutely no doubt that it's God's will for me to be a grateful person. He won't do it though, without my effort. And me asking him is me committing to make the effort. Third thing of what's my plan, of what's my part in it is I make plans to express my gratitude okay sometimes that's what we do is we just we just pray for something and then we just go out the door and forget all about it and we do expect God just to zap us or we expect in the moment to come up with it and, and then that does happen don't get me wrong but look at this passage in, in Proverbs chapter 14 it says do not those who plot evil go astray but those who plan what is good find love and faithfulness. You see, guys, this is my part in working with God to become grateful. I need to make a plan how I'm going to do it. I don't just wait for it to happen. One of my things that I have d- done very specifically since we started this series is I make sure whenever I pray, I am going to God and thanking Him for anything and everything. And I'll be honest with you guys, I, I don't know about you, but there's a tendency to want to say the same things all the time. All right? And so and so, I find myself digging, what are some, what are some things I haven't recognized that I should be thankful for? And there's nothing wrong with acknowledging this, some of the, 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 especially the big things, over and over. One of the things that I thank God for, and I've done this, actually done this one for years, Is for his faithfulness to me. We always think about focus on me being faithful, but recognizing that God has been faithful to me and continues to be faithful to me. Guys, I don't deserve to have the life I have because of the way I've lived. I've been given so many more opportunities, so many more opportunities to grow. Honestly, guys, my 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 unfaithfulness to God through the years—and it's not gross; it's just serious. Okay, deserves that I'd, I'd be wiped out, I'd be done with, I'd be sat off in the corner and said, Gee, "Gary, live your life." Okay, you you can't—you've done—you screwed up too bad already. You can't do anything to represent me to any value. Just be faithful over in the corner but I recognize He's been faithful to me. But guys, I want to recognize every way that I should be, everything about God that I should be grateful for. And so guys, I don't know what it looks like to you. Okay? But but I believe it starts with making a list. If you're going to plan to be grateful, that may be what it starts. You sit down and you make out a list of things that you should be grateful for. Things that you have and you experience that others don't. Guys, you need to think about and perhaps write down how you are going to express gratitude. There may be certain people that you need to express gratitude to in addition to God. As Alan and I were talking about this lesson, he, we, were talking about, we were talking about this, okay? And, and, and gratitude is one of these things, again, it's, it's, I'm not there, I don't have complete understanding. But I'm like, normally I think in terms of how am I supposed to be like God? Okay, if I'm an image, image bearer of His, I'm supposed to represent Him, I'm supposed to look like Him, think like Him, have attitudes like Him. And I'm like, what does God have to be grateful for? Have you, have you ever thought about that? And Ellen's Alan's talking about this, and he knows, you know, he's, he says, well, are you grateful for your children? And I said, Yeah. And he says, well, it's kind of the same way. You know, God's grateful for us. Even though we're not perfect. Your children aren't perfect, are they? No, 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 they're not. But you're grateful for them. And then I started thinking. As he said it, I thought, when have I expressed? How do I express gratitude to my children? Okay, and it, it triggered it for me. To say, "Well, I need to make a plan." Okay, so guys, that's that's all we're saying here, is 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 make a plan. God has promised to bring His power to the transformation process. All right, and so let's look at this passage in Galatians chapter five, and we'll talk about His power. This is what it says in Galatians five: It says, "So I say." Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other so that you are not free to carry out your good intentions. It's the most amazing thing when you pray and you ask God to help you be grateful. The Holy Spirit will show you when and how to be grateful. If you sit down and you're saying, who do I need to be grateful to? There will be things popping into your head you wouldn't think of on your own. That's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit lives inside you and guides you. But there's one big word there. You want to underline it, highlight it, circle it, whatever. And it's the word let. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. Don't rely just upon yourself. Include the Spirit in the process. So guys, as you're making your plans, recognize you are not going to be able to write down every detail from the beginning. Your your details are going to be sketchy, but you need to plan and plan on being led by the Spirit. The last thing, if I'm going to become a grateful person, my part is to let God reward me. Look at this passage here in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 2. It says, when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Guys, what I'm talking about here is trusting God for your reward. Don't try to choose your reward for yourself. And by that I mean, don't expect trumpets to go off and everybody to acknowledge and then there to be all these blessings from God about it. Let Him decide how and when you'll be rewarded. You see, guys, I have a, you know, it's, It's so easy to think in terms of, if I do this, then this will happen. You know, if I express gratitude to my employees, they will be great employees. Okay? I can't expect that. God's going to reward me as He decides. You know this, this guy here in Matthew chapter six. He's announcing it in the street what he's done. When we announce it, and we and we're and we're looking for recognition and we're looking for acknowledgement of it, we're choosing our reward, is what it's saying there. But he goes on, guys. Look at this in, in Matthew chapter six, a little farther down in verse six. He says, "But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen." Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Now, guys, I want to be very plain about this. Sometimes we think about our reward and we think just heaven. Okay? Just eternal life. And there's, I don't believe there's anything wrong with that. Okay? Because compared to this life, this life isn't going to compare. Nothing in this life, I believe, is going to compare with eternity. But guys, in Mark chapter 10, Jesus' followers are talking to him. He says, we've left everything to follow you. And he says, listen, you're going to receive benefits in this life and the life to come. Guys, You will receive benefits. God will reward you for your gratefulness in this life. But I don't know what it is. Don't just choose it. Trust him for what's going to happen. You see, guys, for the follower of Jesus, Thanksgiving is not a day. It's not a month. Okay? It's an attitude. It's a way of life. It's a character trait. And, guys, that's what God is chasing here. Being grateful needs to be just like the natural language that we speak. It needs to flow from our mouths constantly. Guys, as we close out today, I just want to encourage you to work with God in becoming a grateful person. I'm sure most of us in this room on some level can say, yeah, I've got some growth here. I've got some growth. I can look at some things and I need need to be a more grateful person. And so I'm encouraging you to work with God. Guys, this is the Thanksgiving season. And I just want to ask you to use it. It's a reminder. Instead of thinking about the pilgrims and the turkey, okay, and the Indians and whether it really happened that way, guys, I want to challenge you and encourage you to give attention to this indispensable part of our relationship with God. And that's one of simply being grateful. Let's pray, and we'll be done today, okay? Father, You are amazing. Father, when I take the time to just sit and examine all You've done and to recognize and acknowledge, it is truly incredible. Father, as I've confessed already, I need to do that more. I need to acknowledge it more. And Father, I need to choose to appreciate it and to focus on those things instead of focusing on what's not the way I want in my life and what's not the way I want in this world. And Father, I need to recognize and appreciate that you are God and you have plans for a world where I will live for eternity where all those problems are gone. Father, that's amazing. And I can only thank you, praise you, and look forward with hopeful expectation, God. Father, I want to pray right now that we can just look at gratitude during this, this Thanksgiving season and examine ourselves on where we are and just choose to be simply grateful in a way that we haven't been before. And it's in Jesus that we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Oh Lord, yes sir me. You know